Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Dara Chadwick. She's the author of the award-winning nonfiction book, You'd Be So Pretty If, Teaching Our Daughters to Love Their Bodies Even When We Don't Love Our Own. Hi, Dara. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time. You know, I was aware of your book a couple of years ago. Um, You'd be so pretty if, and I chuckled when I heard the title because that's something my mom used to say all the time with a litany of all the things that I would be prettier if I did, um, including wearing lipstick and notice I now wear lipstick. But, (laughs) But at the time I was like 14 and didn't want to hear that stuff. So um, tell me, please, uh, why you wrote this book, You'd Be So Pretty If, and um, yeah, how did you get into this stuff? Did you have a mom like my mom? <laughs> well, my story is a little bit different. Actually, the book was born out of my experience as the weight loss diary columnist for Shape Magazine, which is a women's fitness magazine available on newsstands. Okay. And in 2007, I spent a year being photographed every month. I worked with a trainer and a life coach and uh, a nutritionist to help me reach my goal weight. My goal was to lose 25 pounds. So every month I would have a photo taken and I would write a column about whatever issue I was facing. It was a very personal and very public sort of thing. But my daughter was 11 at the time that I wrote the shape column. And at one point, you know, we had many conversations throughout that entire experience. And uh, it was a column that I wrote for the May issue of Shape Magazine in 2007 about the effect that my mother's body image had had on me. And I was very reflective about that and thinking about the effect that my body image and my experience with Shape Magazine was having on my daughter at a very vulnerable age, I felt. So that column uh, really struck a chord with readers. And that was when I thought maybe I might have something a little bit bigger than just a column. And that's how I decided to write the book. So that's a fascinating story. And I'm wondering now, your daughter is seven years older, so she's 18? Yes, she is. She's 18. She's a college Um, freshman. Okay, great. And I'm wondering, um, because as you say, during that time of writing the column, you ended up writing this book. And I know you had your heads down, head down probably in research. And there were lots of conversations around the table about this whole body image thing and the influence of moms and their own particular take on, on their own self image and and how that influences their daughters. So how did your daughter fare through this, if I might ask? Sure. She actually fared fairly well. As I said, there were many conversations uh, throughout the whole year that I was with Shape, and certainly afterward, too. She and I did a joint interview together on the Today Show when the book came out. Um, But we've had many conversations over the year about bodies and how to be healthy and um, a lot of talk has been done around why we feel the way that we do. We talk a lot about things we see in the media. We talk about what we hear friends say and and, um, other women that we know, the way that we hear them talk about themselves. Um, it's, it's sort of a constant theme, but I have to say she's in a, she's in a pretty good place. She's a softball player. She's healthy. Um, and she feels pretty good. Not that she doesn't have her days where she wishes some things were different. I think we all do, but, um, in general, we, we keep that line of communication open even still. 
That's great. You know, moms have a really important role to play in all this. And I'm guessing since most women in Western culture do feel some dissatisfaction about the way we look. I mean, we could blame our moms. We could blame the media. We can blame our friends who talk about they were not so good today because they, you know, ate a cookie or that kind of stuff. Um, We can blame whoever we want, but ultimately... um, we have the ability to filter that out and, and, or to get sucked into it. And then there we are as a role model for better or for worse for our daughters. So I'm wondering if you can give us some, some top level tips for parents, for moms, especially, but dads have a role in this as well. Um, How we could possibly change right now, starting this afternoon, um, (laughs) the way that we talk about ourselves and, or women's bodies in general, or our daughters' bodies specifically, so that that we are a more positive influence for them. Sure, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I struggled with when the book came out was this sort of stepping into that role of being considered an expert on body image because I thought, oh, I still have days when I look in the mirror and I don't feel so great about what I see. What what qualifies me to tell other women how to help their daughters feel better about their bodies? So... um, Fundamentally, I think it comes down to the fact that this is a communications issue, and that's something I do know a lot about. It's really about the stories that we tell ourselves about our bodies and the way that we talk. So one of the things that I always encourage moms to do is to really be conscious of what they're doing and saying. It's not, you know, I talked to about 40 mothers and daughters and experts in the course of writing the book, and some of the people that I talked to said, you know, my mom never real some some had moms who were very critical of them who would say things directly to them about their bodies um but for many women it was about hearing the things that their mothers said about themselves so what i encourage moms to do is to to be conscious and to really uh, my own example with my mother my mother was very self-deprecating made a lot of jokes at her own expense and that's something that i sort of embodied as i got older too so when I'm tempted to make a joke about the size of my body or the way that my body looks, or I'm tempted to say something critical in front of my daughter, I think it's really important that moms remember that their daughters are watching and listening. So what I encourage is that moms make sure that their daughters hear them say something positive about themselves every day. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I love my body. It can be, I like the way my hair looks today, or I like the color of this blouse that I'm wearing. Just taking a moment to acknowledge something positive about yourself Mm -hmm. rather than constantly criticizing. Another thing is something that you mentioned about eating cookies and then talking about it. I was bad today. I had a cookie. (laughs) Exactly. How often do we slip into that kind of language when it's so important to recognize that there's room for treats in a healthy diet? And I say diet meaning a new the way that you eat, not necessarily that you're on a diet. There's room to have a treat. So if you're going to have a hot fudge sundae or a piece of cake, make that a conscious decision and say, you know, today's the day that I'm treating myself. Not that you have to say this out loud to your daughter, but don't let her hear you say things about, you know, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, or this is going right to my thighs, or I might as well just tape this to my lips. Oh my goodness. All that stuff that is so, so common. Just the very first one, I shouldn't be eating this. And then the question is, who says you shouldn't? 
that voice inside of you. And what is your goal by depriving yourself of this? What are you trying to do in terms of shaping yourself into something? Um, Let's talk about the media here. Because I know uh, it was hard when I was, I remember having a subscription to Seventeen Magazine Mm -hmm. when I was like 12 and 13. And it was the first mail that ever came to me. Remember, viewers and listeners, this is before email. (laughs) And something arrived at my parents' house with my name on it. And it was a big magazine. And, you know, mostly I was just looking at the ads and the beautiful skin and the beautiful hair and the beautiful bodies of, of these models. And, and boy, if that wasn't a bummer every single month, but now when those media images are there for your taking 24 seven, and if that were enough, you're connected 24 seven to your peer group. So if you're deciding not to talk about stuff, they're talking about it. It's harder now, isn't it, Dara? I think that it is certainly in the last 10 years or so during the time that my daughter went from being an 11 year old to being a young adult we've seen an explosion in social media i mean that can be very difficult for girls and i'm sure that you've heard this said before but looking at social media you have to remember that you're sort of seeing the highlight reel of everybody else's lives so you're posting a picture where you know you look great and you're looking at other people's pictures and you're thinking oh everybody looks so good all the time i think it's important that girls and moms recognize that you're seeing the best of what other people choose to present to you when it comes to traditional media i really encourage moms to take a look at what their girls are looking at. So if your daughter gets a magazine in the mail, if she has a favorite TV show, watch, watch that TV show with her or read that magazine, you know, take a look at what she's looking at. So you can be aware of what she finds intriguing, what, what's filtering into her world. So I am not an advocate of mom's lecturing. So I I don't like to hear moms, you know, now we're going to talk about body image. I think if you pay attention to the media that your daughter is consuming advantage of, exactly, Mm -hmm. you'll find those natural moments where you can say, you know, I wonder what it must be like to be whoever her favorite celebrity is. I wonder what kind of pressure she feels or how she feels when the media says, oh, she's too fat, but now look, she's too thin. It's nothing is good enough. So I think there are lots of natural opportunities to have those kinds of conversations where you can really drive home that message without necessarily resorting to a lecture. And another thing I like to do is tell moms that when you're looking at a photograph in a magazine, it's really helpful if you can teach your daughter to look at that photograph the way she might look at a painting in a museum. What you're seeing is the photographer's idealized vision of their own personal vision of what is beautiful. So you can teach your daughter to look at a photograph that way and also to look for little hints of retouching. There are some great websites out there now that show you before and after so you can really get a feel for exactly how much work can be done to an image before you see it on the page of a magazine. That's Those are all really good points and they do feel like moments of natural conversation I also am envisioning um, a mom and daughter sitting down together and really getting and getting real and honest where mom can say, you know, sometimes I have those feelings too. And I am, I'm 
paying more attention, sweetheart, to the thoughts inside my head when I when I pass um, a storefront and see my reflection in the mirror and have some negative judgment of how I'm looking, or when I see someone walking towards me um, and do a comparison thing. Um, and so I think that would that would be very supportive of a daughter, she, so that she feels like, hey, you know. Um, this could be an ongoing thing, and mom is working on it too, and now I have someone I can talk to about it. Absolutely. Those kinds of conversations can be so helpful to both daughters and to mothers. And it's also a good idea if you have teenagers. I think most of us who are adult women can close our eyes and remember what it felt like to be a teenager. And I know that I used to share examples of things that happened in my past, and that was sometimes very helpful in sparking a conversation between us or in helping her understand that even though I'm an adult and you're not an adult yet, I, I know what you're, I, I feel that pain. I understand the pressure that you're under. So I think it's all about looking for those opportunities to have a connection around the topic of body image. And certainly media can be a great way to start some of those conversations. So let me ask you this. Um, we all talk about health and fitness um, how does a mom talk to her daughter about healthy eating and exercise without giving that meta message, you're fat or right. you need to lose weight, sure. which we don't ever want to give. But we, we obviously, um, health is health and that requires good nutrition and it, it requires giving our bodies opportunities to be active. That's right. So I really, again, do not... I'm not an advocate of lecturing. I know people who talk to their daughters constantly about what they should and shouldn't be eating. I talked uh, to some of those women when I was writing the book, and it really has a deep and profound impact. I mean, years later, some of those women were talking with me about how much it hurt to have their moms trying to direct what they ate, to tell them they needed to work out. I think it's great to start by setting an example. You don't have to be in the gym every day. You don't have to be restricting calories. You can model healthy behavior in your own actions. You can ask your daughter to help you cook dinner and have choose a healthy recipe. You can invite your daughter to take a walk with you after dinner. She can see you going to Zumba class. She can see you buying vegetables in the grocery store. These are all examples of ways that you're modeling healthy behavior without resorting to a lecture or trying to be very controlling of what your daughter eats and how she moves. So those healthy examples are great. If you decide that your daughter, some moms think, oh, my daughter is gaining a little weight. And I, I have to jump in here and say that this can be a real issue in the early teenage years as girls begin to appropriately put on weight as they yeah. go through puberty. Sometimes moms see that and they get really scared, especially if they themselves were heavy as teenagers. They think, oh, my daughter's going down a bad road here. And they forget that this is a normal part of, it's a biological process of going from a young girl to a woman. And it's normal. But if you want to encourage your daughter to make healthier choices, I think it's best if you take a family-wide approach. You don't ever want to single somebody out and say, you know, everybody else is having French fries, but you're going to have carrot sticks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, I it do. It's very I difficult do. To, to make those kind of distinctions and very hurtful. 
And so what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, we're all for health and family-wide health is a, a lot better and healthier approach, so to speak, than nitpicking and looking over the shoulder of one person and what they're eating. Because, you know, as you were talking, Dara, I'm thinking, you know, this is probably where I was bad today. I ate a cookie. came from. <laughs> it's because, you know, um, you have a, a, a mom who's watching you like a hawk because she's so paranoid about your gaining weight because of whatever insecurity she had or her whatever her journey was. And she's watching every mouthful going in and she's judging it. And she's, you really need more of that? How about if you take this instead? And, you know, it's so often, especially in, with young adolescents, that there is that natural growing apart from, from the parent. Do you really want to set up another battleground? <laughs> this could become a power struggle and, and not helpful to anybody. No, I completely agree with you. In the book, I talked to a set of adults, they were, they're adults now, a set of sisters whose mother was heavy as a teenager. So when they were young teenagers, she, their mother was so conscious of wanting to make sure that her daughters didn't have the same experience that she had as a teenager, that she became very controlling of what they ate. And their story was amazing and, and heartbreaking because they, they, learned, they learned to eat in secret. And so that, that influence was very destructive for them. So I think it's a place where you just want to be careful and think about the whole family and the modeling of healthy behavior. And healthy behavior includes a treat once in a while, like we talked about earlier. If today's the day that you're treating yourself with a hot fudge sundae, then I hope you will enjoy that sundae with gusto without a word about how you shouldn't be eating it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is so important. And, you know, we can never get these positive tips reinforced enough because let's face it, we live in a fat phobic culture and all the other messages that your daughters are consuming outside of the home are very damaging to her. And so if we as moms and mentors of girls can can be more mindful of what we think about ourselves, what we model in terms of behavior, and what kind of reinforcing positive body image messages we give to the girls in our lives, um, we help balance, counterbalance some of the negativity that they're infused with 24-7. Great. You do such important work. I'm so glad we had an opportunity to talk, Dara. Um, before we, we sign off, I'd love for you to give, an op- give our listeners and viewers a chance to find out where they can learn more about your book and your work. Sure. You can visit my website at darachadwick.com, and that's D-A-R-A-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K.com. The book is available on Amazon.com and on Barnes & Noble. Thank you so much. I'm really delighted that we had this opportunity for at least two years since I've read your book. I've been wanting to talk to you. So it's off my bucket list now. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. Check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. And my latest book for tween girls, the girls' Q&A book on friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. If you like our podcast, and we hope you do, please do us a favor. 
rate us and review us on iTunes. It may seem like a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us here at Family Confidential. Family Confidential podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next week when my guest will be Dr. Dina Rose. Dr. Rose is the author of It's Not About the Broccoli, Three Habits to Teach Your Kids for a Lifetime of Healthy Eating. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.